Hi, I'm Sam Vokes at Wickham Wanderers, and you're listening to Wickham Sound. The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to the latest edition of the Wickham Wanderers Show. This week, we have our match debrief with Phil, who's actually with us. Hello. <laughs> More from him later. Oh, <laughs> Also, we'll hear from uh, the new boss, Matt Bloomfield, speaking to Phil after the uh, defeat at Shrewsbury in his first game in charge. We'll look ahead to his first home game in charge at Adams Park on Saturday with the visit of Exeter. Uh, we'll also reflect on what we've been doing up at the training ground today, which has been uh, uh, very interesting indeed, and speaking to a number of the first-team uh, squad ahead uh, during the uh, player sponsor event ahead of the visit of Exeter, which is a family day as well. We'll catch up with Martin Taylor, get his memories of his time at the club, and... Uh, speak to uh, Lenny, who's the Wickham Wanderers women physio. Uh, spent some time with the men as well. But first, uh, you might have heard, uh, Phil's with us. Hello, sir. Good evening. Thank you so much for, for being here in person. You've had quite a day. It's been, well, every day is incredibly exciting working for Wickham Wanderers, but today especially so. It's been very busy, <laughs> but lovely to see you guys up at the training ground as well, along with all the sponsors. And then after that, the highlight of the day, no offence, uh, I met Major Striek, <laughs> None the, taken. the Rottweiler owned by Max Striek. So that was uh, that was very exciting. So where, where does the that uh, that's, that's the top? That, that, that definitely the top. Yeah. Okay. yeah, something to work on. <laughs> yeah, must try harder. <laughs> so let's start obviously with uh, the game on Saturday, and uh, I think you're, literally our, your last words to us uh, when speaking last week was rural. Uh, did you find it to, to be rural? It, beautiful Shrewsbury and um, we uh, we dropped off our co-commentator Gab Sutton back at the train station uh, very very picturesque uh, downtown Shrewsbury uh, there's a river there's lots of old buildings and lovely houses and shops uh, and uh, I did make a mental note must come back to visit when there's no football on uh, so I've got actually time to have a little wander around some excellent looking pubs as well Phil Catchpole there from the uh, Shrewsbury Tourist Board. Uh, more from him next week. Thank you very much. Uh, but, but obviously not, not quite the uh, results or performance for, for Matt Bloomfield's first game in charge. No, no. And uh, credit to Shrewsbury. Uh, it was a bit like watching Wickham from three years ago. Uh, that's kind of how they did us, really. Um, and fair play to them. They did it very well indeed. I thought they defended excellently. Um, it was one of those where, have we played badly or have we played just as well as we've been allowed to by our opponents? And, and not been good enough to get round that. And I think it was a bit of both at times. But I thought Shrewsbury set themselves up really well. Um, and yeah, they kind of put their, their foot on the throat of Wickham Wanderers a little bit. Um, not much in the game, though. To, you know, um, They only had one shot on target of their own um, and won the game 2-0, um, which kind of tells its own story. But Wickham did do enough in the final third to, to get anything out of it. Um, and it seemed to be the general opinion that we didn't deserve to win the game. Um, and I agree with that as well. Um, but really busy week when you think about what's happened in and around the club. Um, did that have an effect? I think it'd be impossible to say that it didn't. So we shall see now what we can up, uh, uh, are up against uh, against Exeter, whether they can regain their form. Now Matt Bloomfield's had a, had a, a full week. But it's really interesting to speak to Matt after the game because obviously uh, I've spent a lot of time speaking to Gareth. So um, I realised that you know Gareth's answers are very verbose and go on for a long time. Uh, so it's a change of pace for me, but I enjoyed chatting to Matt nonetheless. Obviously very disappointed with the result. Wasn't a huge amount in the game, to be honest. Um, little moments that decided it. Um, you know, they didn't create too much. They had one shot on target, or maybe the second, if you count the deflect, you know, the save that he then puts in. So, you know, small moments that we've seen over the years decide football matches. But, um, yeah, we're obviously bitterly disappointed, but at the same time, we'll pick the bones out and make sure we move move on. 
Credit to Shrewsbury as well, uh, defensively resolute. Oh, yeah, very very much so. You know, they've recruited really well here. Um, some really strong players, really solid defensively. We uh, we knew that was going to be a tough afternoon for us. Um, and as it as it turned out, they defended their goal really, really well. Uh, big shout by the Wickham players for a penalty from a Lewis wing free kick in the second half. What was your view on that one? Yeah, uh, it most certainly was a penalty. Um, you can see his arm is, is out to the side um, to block the shots. So that was obviously very disappointing. At, at one nil down, we had the momentum and we were we were the ones in the ascendancy. So, as I've said, it's, it is small moments that decide football matches. And unfortunately, um, rightly or wrongly, those moments didn't go in our favour today. And talk us through the first goal. It was a clearance from the keeper and uh, and the striker got away on that right hand side. But there was still a lot to do from there. But it was a decent crossing. Yeah, of course it was. I thought he was good all afternoon. Um, Sadie, if I'm honest, I thought he gave posed a real threat um, with his pace and physicality and close close control dribbling. I thought he was he was good. Um, obviously, we feel like both opportunities this afternoon should have been nullified in our in our favour. But he did well on the right hand side. But it's something that we're really disappointed with because, in my opinion, both goals could have been um, could have been stopped. Uh, Chem Campbell looked bright coming on in the second half. No, he really did. Yeah, I thought he was great when he came on. You know, really had the bit between his teeth and wanted to dribble and go and attack. I thought that he um, got real good um, dribbling qualities. He looked like he wanted to go at goal. He looked like he's got a real, real talent. Um, we've seen that in training this week, and I was pleased that he showed it this afternoon. There wasn't a lot that Jordan Willis could do with the goal. Someone needed to, to attack the cross in there, but uh, it's not been a happy hunting ground for him. This is where he got injured a couple of years ago, but nearly getting to that 90 minutes mark. Is that match fitness nearly back now? Yeah, I think after spending so long out, you have to be really careful. Um, he was cramping up and um, we felt it was the right thing to, to take him off. Um, you know, we've, He's been working his way back to full fitness. I've been fielding him on his journey that he's been going on and I think he's a really, really good player. So he's getting closer um, by the day and, and we're really pleased to have him. You can hear more of that post-match reaction from Matt Bloomfield and also David Wheeler as well on Wanderers TV. And uh, were there any uh, positives at all you could take from, from that display? Um, yeah, there's always positives to take. I think Matt talked about Chem Campbell. Um, he's been he's been with Wickham now um, getting on for a month nearly, I think. So he's had that time training with the lads and you know, we're getting to really see what he's about now for the fans to see him on a match day. Um, I think it takes time. It's challenging, isn't it, when you come in as a lone player, especially halfway through the season. you kind of got to find your feet quite quickly. Um, but that cameo off the bench on Saturday certainly was a high point of the day. Um, so looking forward to seeing uh, what he can do and um, you know, maybe he's given Matt a decision to make uh, for the starting eleven this Saturday. There seems to be so much to look forward to in terms of this weekend's game. The visit of Exeter, I guess a similar team in terms of Shrewsbury and uh, also such a great occasion, obviously a family day, but also you know, Matt's first game in charge at, at Adams Park. Yeah, and there's some really good parallels with us next to, you know, both, they're still fan-owned, we were fan-owned. Um, they had a manager for over 10 years and, and replaced uh, Paul Tisdale uh, from within. Uh, that manager was there for four and a half, five years and then got poached to go to the championships. So the, um, it's interesting because not many clubs, there's not many people for us to look at and think, how does this work when someone leaves after that period of time? Exeter did a very similar thing to what we have done and it went very well for them. So hopefully it'll be the same for Wickham Wanderers. But yeah, they've come up from League Two um, and they did a real number of us earlier in the season back in August and they won 3-1 at home and deservedly so. Um, they've lost their way a little bit since then, but they're beating the teams down the bottom, like Oxford and MK Dons are down there. They beat them recently. Uh, I think they got a point against Forest Green. And when you're mid-table, as long as you keep doing that, then you'll stay comfortably mid-table. And first time out in League One after coming up, I think their fans would accept that. I'm really interesting to hear the manager saying about you know, it's, it's small moments in the game which, which cost the team on Saturday. That'll be something they're looking to eradicate this weekend. Absolutely. And 
you know, it was what the Gareth Ainsworth mantra was, the small margins, you know, the, the small things that incrementally build up that you would always work on. And, yeah, it's tight margins sometimes with the way that we can play. They're so good, though, at getting those moments right, which is why they've been successful of late. Um, and, yeah, they need to make sure those moments are really right on Saturday against Exeter. Uh, I don't think they'll they'll give us the same uh, problems that Shrewsbury did. I don't think they're physically set up like Shrewsbury were. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think they play a very similar formation. It'll be three at the back again. And I think it'll be the wide areas where the game's won and lost. And special as well to have a family day. I'm sure everyone, um, you know, perhaps will get your own memories as well. But your first football match and, and just the smells and the sights and the sounds as well. Yeah, if, if anyone's listening to this and bringing their kids uh, to their first ever game, then it is a magical experience. And, uh, you know, walking up the steps and seeing the pitch for the first time. And like you say, yeah, the sights and the smells. I remember the swearing mainly when I was little and went to Lokes Park. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, but yeah, really got the bug that day. And yeah, and that, and that was it. So hopefully there's lots of people coming for their first or second game and, and they will become regulars because, you know, we need to keep the uh, keep the fans coming through the turnstiles and there's no better way than, than getting the kids into it and we'll hear from some of the players a bit later on as well but this feels like a really good time in the season to to really kind of get behind the team because it's you know just a couple of points or so off the playoffs with a, with a win on Saturday yeah 14 games to go all to play for um, you know a new manager to get behind um, a team that's been in really good form um, I know we lost last week but you know that was a minor blip in what had been a very busy week hopefully um, so yeah now's the time now to look and go right Let's keep winning and getting those playoffs and, and go in with momentum like they did last season. Um, you know, last season, we finished the season unbeaten in 15 and got to Wembley. Uh, wouldn't it be great if we went one better this time? And really nice to sort of start a run now. It feels like things are sort of settled down at the club after that, that whirlwind slash rollercoaster week uh, of last week. Yeah, all we need now is the weather to warm up a bit and then I'll be very happy. I was told there might be snow next week. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Uh, yeah, we got There's a game on Tuesday night. Tuesday course. night, yeah. I'm looking forward to being on the Bill Turnbull gantry in the snow. <laughs> Very nice indeed. You'll be nearer the sky, of course, as well. Well, exactly. It's a lot colder up there. I can tell you that much. <laughs> and the wind. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, as I say, great opportunity for, for fans to, to, to come and support the team. And, you know, looking at the table and the games ahead, I think, you know, this, this coming month as well, quite, quite important. Hugely important now. Um, and we've got... I wouldn't say favourable running compared to some of our rivals up there, but we've got we've got to go to Ipswich, we've got to host Barnsley, and other than that, it's teams who aren't really up in the top six, uh, or they they may be hoping to be up there. Um, but yeah, so but we all know League One, there's not an easy game in there, and the teams down the bottom will turn into different prospects as we get to the end of the season as well. Like MK Don struggling against relegation, we've got them at the start of April, um, but like you know to to use the phrase that every football manager has ever used about a million times. Just take a game as each game as it comes and take it from there. Win Saturday, then look to Tuesday and hopefully build on that and get a run going. And especially pleasing that it seems strange to say now, but the former manager said that, you know, the second half of the season things would be coming to fruition and that seems to be coming to bear. Yeah, he was absolutely right, wasn't he? What he did tell us was he was going to leave and join QPR. But, um, <laughs> but he did say uh, the second half of the season would be excellent. And to this point, it has been. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, brilliant to chat to you. Thank you so much for, for joining us and enjoy the game on Saturday. Cheers, Colin. Uh, Phil Catchwell speaking to us here at Wickham Sound. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. 
still to come uh, on the Wickham Wanderer show this week we'll catch up with Lenny the Wickham Wanderers women physio and we'll hear from a number of the first team uh, ahead of uh, this weekend we caught up with them at the training ground this afternoon for the uh, players sponsor event brilliant opportunity for supporters to uh, meet and have their photo taken uh, some of them met before of course uh, long time sponsors uh, of those but first with uh, big thanks as always to the Wickham Wanderers ex-players association been catching up with someone who uh, spent a number of years at the club uh, joined uh, in 1997 and uh, played a key part in a rather famous FA Cup run from 22 years ago. Former Wickham Wanderers goalkeeper Martin Taylor, uh, who's uh, now running a pub in the uh, Derby area and uh, recalls his earliest memories of his time at the club. It was in yeah, 97. I came, game was against Shrewsbury and we won 4-0, I think. On my debut, I think Scott, Keith Scott scored a hat-trick. That was my earliest. And then I think I played three games and got recalled because I came on loan over that Easter period. I played that weekend and then I got recalled because the goal at Derby got injured. So that's my earliest memory. And did you find it really easy to settle in initially to the to the side? Yeah, because half the side I knew anyway because there was Mick Forsyth, Mark Stallard, Michael Simpson, Jason Cavanaugh. They, they all played with those at Derby. Obviously, I knew the manager, John Gregory, at the time. So, yeah, he was the main reason I came. And then obviously in the, the next summer I signed because of the fact that I knew half the team and uh, I knew John Gregory quite well. And I guess it didn't feel too long till, till you felt like something quite special was happening at the club as well. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously struggle. John had left within six months of me getting there. And then uh, I think that season when Neil took over, we had a bit of a struggle. And then after that was, um, yeah, it was really good. You know, it was not quite getting promotion, but although it was an agent, was quite an old side, we was an experienced side. But yeah, we just weren't quite good enough week in, week out. But obviously, the cup runs proved how good we were. No, absolutely, and I'm sure you get asked all the time about uh, the FA Cup, and it seems especially convenient, I guess, that, that with Grimsby playing last night, that must have brought back great memories for you as well. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, I saw all the the higher put leading up to the game. You think, uh, yeah, this is this is how it was for us. You know, um, we played Grimsby, they were in the Championship at the time. I think that was the third round. Uh, and we went to a replay in that one. So, yeah, it's ironic that we actually it was there. And we uh, we knocked Grimsby out, away from them when they were in the Championship. And they progressed with two penalties. And obviously penalties something very, very special yeah. to you as well, especially with the Wimbledon game. Well, yes, I mean, apparently I'm... Um, a quiz question. Um, the only player to score and save a penalty in the FA Cup. I saved a penalty in normal time and then scored, which wasn't, well, it was the winner, but it wasn't the winner because they missed the final one, didn't they? So, But yeah, it was, uh, again, another astonishing night, really, that was. In a, probably a, a, a strange season. Well, not a strange season, but a exciting season because obviously we played Millwall in who got promoted that year I think and that went to a replay where I think they hit the post in the last minute and we drew I think we drew at their place and we beat them at home 2-1 I think well it's that long ago I can't really remember but yeah <laughs> and obviously then we played uh, I think Millwall was the second game wasn't it because we played Haraburin that's first, right yes and then the third game was Wolves. Grimsby and then we played Wolves yeah which you know, the morning when we woke up, there was there was snow everywhere, which was you know, it was the game was nearly called off. Obviously, Rams um, Rams got the winner that day, and then the Wimbledon won. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. 
it was fantastic to be fair almost yeah, every round had a brilliant story to it didn't it yeah it did within within itself yeah there was all uh, yeah i mean sometimes you know when you are the, the lower club and you you get a replay normally most of the time you you don't um, you know you get one chance i think if we'd have gone to a replay with Leicester, we may not have beat them but on that occasion or two occasions we actually beat you know the sides above us to take Wickham to an FA Cup semi-final you know, I never thought I'd, when I'd come to Wickham I never thought I'd play in an FA Cup semi-final you know after my injury and what have you so yeah it was a fantastic fantastic season really you know and fantastic day I mean bearing in mind we nearly got relegated in the same year you know because we had that many games we, we were quite far behind you know and um, yeah I think we were safe with a few games left but at one point we was in the bottom three during the cup run and obviously you as know, well as so. yourself some brilliant brilliant characters amongst that side as well oh yeah I mean yeah I mean there was all experienced players played a lot of them played at a higher level or a certain level you know so but it was all at an age where I don't suppose the game got to us if you know what I mean I mean obviously Ben was really young and Mark Rogers there's a few young ones in there and Danny Bowman but then there was a, quite a few of 30 30 plus year olds in there with a bit of experience you know a lot of games behind them but yeah it was it was a fantastic six months with all the hype and everything that the FA Cup used to bring I don't think it does that any as much nowadays but I think it was the year Man United wasn't in it, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of a... Not a go at Man United, but it was kind of a... This is what the FA Cup's about. It's more about the football than the money. No, absolutely. And you mentioned mentioned it was a while ago. Does it feel like 22 years ago? Sometimes. Sometimes. But not really, no. Some of the memories, uh, it feels like it was only couple of weeks ago but yeah you know when you talk about it then they all come flooding back but yeah it's uh yeah i mean i remember going to the the 10th year um anniversary uh the dinner at the the ground and we're talking about it and obviously unfortunately you know one one person's not with us anymore of course a big part of that team you know so but yeah it's um it's always nice to see. We must have another one because it's always nice to see Fades because obviously living up here, I don't see too many people down there. No, of course. I think even when you're at the club, you, you had to do quite a lot of travelling, didn't you? Yeah, well, I, I travelled because, you know, it was, uh, I, had a, I had a young family at the time and they were settled at school. And um, yeah, it was kind of a thing where, I, you know, I, I didn't mind the travelling, to be honest, because it gave me time on my own to think about things and, the only point was it may have affected me back a little bit more than it should have done, but but yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't mind the travelling, you know, but not, nothing against moving to Wickham or anything like that. It was <laughs> of just, course, it was it's more convenient than anything. No, certainly, it must be so nice for you to reflect now, though, on on that time. And I know the club produced a photo book, didn't they, of that of that cut run? It's really nice to I was looking back at it before speaking to you, and it's it's so nice to, to sort of relive those moments. Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, I've got. Obviously, I run a pub now. We've got pictures in in the pub of the day. So, um, obviously, the main main memory of the day walking out was obviously the four quarters in at the old end. Obviously, I've grown up around that area, so I knew the old end. I know Villa Park really well. So that was like a really proud moment 
for the club and for myself. Having played at Wembley, you know, and you think, oh, I can't better that. And then that kind of was up there with it. Brilliant for you to get the, the Player of the Season awards in that season as well. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. You know, goalies really shouldn't get Player of the Year. I mean, if the goalie gets it, then um, we're not playing so well, I suppose. But, but yeah, you know, I wouldn't want to. And, you know, you just, well, you, you, play the, you play the game to do it the best you can sometimes. You, know, you have to be at the, your best all the time, and you know, sometimes you're not. But yeah, I mean they come along. You know the best one is is the players' player or you know the supporters' ones because they the people, obviously, a you play with, and then the, the ones that you watch, that watch you. No, absolutely. And are there any other sort of standout games or occasions or during your time at the club? I suppose the the the, the Lincoln one would have been you know when we scored last minute when Paul Emblem scored. Uh, Lincoln just well we had to win to stay up uh, they were running to that season you know, when Laurie came I think we had to win 9 out of the last 10 or or 9 out of the last 11 or something like that and then I think we lost to Wigan who again got promoted on the Tuesday so which meant we had to win had to, it was do or die for either team I think they could have stayed up with a draw and we had to win and uh, obviously there was there was loads of our fans were there and they're well supported that day and we came came up trumps with a minute left you know and yeah that was a fantastic day it must be really interesting playing under the different managers as well as you say John Gregory signing you but then with Neil and then Laurie as well yeah obviously different styles John like well tried to play football you know sometimes he can't play yeah it was kind of up and at him with Laurie and, and, and set pieces and where John tried to play. Unfortunately, John wasn't there long enough for me to to really, for him really to build a team, you know, uh, before he left. Yeah, it was an experience. And overall, how did you look back at your time at the club? Oh, with great pride, with great happiness. Uh, you know, I, I never thought I'd uh, feel the same. You know, there's two clubs in my heart, that's Derby and Wickham, you know. Obviously, I grew up with Derby. Got, so I made my debut there. I had 11 years there. You know, basically, I'm I'm a two club player really because I, you know, I played for. Although I played in other, went on loan other places. You know, I was at Wickham seven years and and Derby 11. So, you know, um, and at the end it was my body just couldn't take it anymore. You know, so it was not the fact I didn't want to stay at Wickham because I got a year left, but it was just a fact. You know, it, it, my injuries were taking longer to heal, and it was just time that to call it a day. Of course, and you have such a great relationship with the fans at both clubs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, obviously as goalkeeper, you, you're right by them, or the majority of them, especially when you're away from home. It's just something happened. You know, if you're doing, if you give your best, and the fans see you're giving the best, and you know, sometimes it's not good enough, and hopefully it's not that many times, then they appreciate that. You know. So it's kind of two-way thing, I suppose. No, absolutely. And how did you find the, the goalkeeping coaching side of it? Was that quite nice to, to sort of do that? Or would you prefer, is it, is it a bit not quite the same as playing, obviously? Oh, playing's much, playing's much easier than, than coaching because, you know, you can do something about it when you're on the pitch. Where coaching, you have, you're just telling people, you know, that's, that's out of your hands. So, you know, and I would never be a manager. Managing is, I don't know why people want to be managers because 
I just can't see the um, the pressure that they come under, you know, um, to win. You know, so yeah, I mean, I enjoyed both sides. I mean, playing obviously is much better than than uh, coaching, but I again I had another 15 years coaching, so you know, I've had really in football-wise a great career, you know, and then. Um, through the pandemic, I'm doing something else now. I was going to say, you're facing different challenges now running a pub. Yeah, it's quite a challenge, <laughs> <laughs> especially with the pandemic. I mean, actually, we came here in the November before the pandemic. So, you know, it's been, um, we've opened three times because obviously we locked down twice. So it's not hard work, but it's just long hours. That's the, the thing with it. And um, you know, we're in a little pub in, in a nice little village, so you know, in, um, in Coney in the Elms. So it's challenging, but uh, we enjoy it. To be honest, it's really good. And I imagine really great as well for for regulars coming in chatting to you about your, your football career as well. Uh, some of them, we have a, in the bar areas loads of pictures of me, which when the first the, the, I couldn't want anything worse than that. All about you know it's not all about me, but it's a talking point. That's what that's why um, they were put up there, and it, it opens that people come in there and they look and oh that's Nigel Clough, and because it's Derby, you know, so that's Martin Taylor, and then they look at me and then they look and think, oh that is it. I say yeah it is, you know. So it's just no, it's an opener, and then you know they ask me and then it brings memories and it's a talking point, you know. So. But for the locals, they kind of, it's nice, obviously, the other week when Emil Heskey was on, although it wasn't nice, he was doing the FA Cup draw and obviously his header was the the winning goal, I think. Cool. No, that was the first one, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah, so, and I was just happened to be in the other pub. I was just walking, walking our dog and it came on and, and it's kind of, oh, and they, they all looked round at me. So you did play football then, <laughs> it's like kind of, kind of proof about it, you know, so, but yeah. So that's kind of nice, but I don't really, you know, if people ask me about it, I'll tell them, but, or we'll talk about it, but I don't really, you know, the pass is the pass, really. Yeah, of course. It's, uh, Do you still sort of watch football now, sort of through, through a goal no, keep, goalkeeper's all. eyes? Or? No, I don't watch any football at all, I must admit. I watched the first game after the lockdown, the Aston Villa against Sheffield United, and I thought, no, this is not for me. And I've really, if it's on in the pub, because, you know, the World Cup was on, the, the summer one, couple of years ago so I watched I think I think I've watched in total two games since in the last three years it's kind of not interested anymore you know you know so oh so I've got a little dog who wants to go outside <laughs> oh of course okay in a minute baby in a minute okay <laughs> alright so yeah it's not something you know, I like American football I watch that quite a lot and um, I do uh, play golf quite a bit well, that, you know, it's not nothing against football. I just have, I a I don't have the time to go and watch a match, and B, because um, we don't have a TV in the pub unless it's on normal telly. Then I wouldn't have it on anyway because it's cost too much money, you know. So yeah, but no, I don't really watch football. And to be honest with you, I never really watched it before. And you know, I'd rather be out of the game than watch it on the telly. No, definitely. So, well, it's been a real pleasure to speak to you and great to catch up with you. Wish you all the best with it, with the pub and, and uh, all the best. OK, thanks very much. Great to chat to uh, Martin Taylor and his dog. Uh, we will have more uh, from our uh, Wicked Wanderers Ex-Players Association uh, slot next week 
on uh, the Wicked Wanderers show. We'll turn our attention now, though, to Wicked Wanderers women who, believe it or not, they have quite a short season, uh, have their final league game uh, down at Bournemouth on Sunday. Wishing them uh, all the best. We've been catching up with their physio, Lenny, who uh, did a placement with the men and uh, then from September uh, transferred to the women. And as you can imagine, there are a number of differences between the two. It's definitely less awkward. <laughs> the girls are like, you know, uh, they're, they're just lovely. They're very friendly. And um, I feel like with at the men's, you know, because they're so established and they're, you know, professional, you know, you, you feel like you don't want to touch them or, you, you know, you don't want to do the wrong treatment. Whereas uh, with the girls, you know, they're really like really friendly, easygoing and they help me settle in. And, you know, I, I explained to them that I'm... It's just starting out my career now. Um, and yeah, they've just, you know, they've been really good about it. And it must be quite interesting and challenging as well like during a match itself because you, you never know what you might be faced with. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we've had a few concussions. Um, we've had a few torn ligaments. So yeah, <laughs> it, it can get quite daunting. But again, when you're sort of in that moment, you, you know, I don't know if it's all the adrenaline, but you just sort of do what you need to do and what you learn to do, really. And interesting as well, I guess, for you to be involved with, you know, helping players through serious injuries and, and their development and recovery as well. Yeah, um, I mean, like, even watching them sort of come back from injury and then watching them perform and, you know, scoring goals, it, it really, it's, it's a big moment for me as well because it means I'm doing something right in my rehab and it's, it means I'm doing, you know, the right treatments. And even for them, they, you know, getting injured for them is, is also psychologically quite daunting so it's always nice to see players sort of smile <laughs> is it quite nerve-wracking for you as well though if you're watching a player and you think oh hope, hope, she, hope he or she you know sort of stays fit after after coming back yeah but um the the good thing about the girls is you know they really uh take on advice um so things like strapping and you know uh rehab exercises so they tend to do all the background work um so you know, there's some things that you can't control, i.e., you know, the condition of pitches and and stuff like that. But um, from the girls' perspective, um, I'd have liked to thought I'd have educated them enough for them to do sort of the right warm-ups and the right stretches um, and take care of themselves, really. And quite a short season, obviously, coming up to the, the final league game now. In a way, that must quite please you because, you know, they don't suffer from you know, fatigue or, or too many, you know, knocks and that sort of thing. I think the background work that they do with the coaches is great at the moment. So from the start of the season to now, I think all the girls will agree when, if I say, you know, they've definitely built up their stamina, their endurance, their cardiovascular fitness, power. And I've literally just seen every single player blossom over the past few months so I think the background work that they do with the coaches is is really good it must be nice from sort of inside the camp as well and especially you know being a woman yourself because obviously many of the coaches uh, almost all the coaches uh, are men and and that must be a really nice kind of to be in that sort of camp if you like yeah 100% so um, you know it's it's nice to sympathize with with the girls um, with you know certain problems because you know you know they can't always go to male coaches so um, in that perspective, it's it's sort of nice that I'm able to give, you know, myself in that sort of manner for them to bounce ideas off or, you know, come to talk to if they did have issues. 
with their health, things that certain that they may not necessarily feel comfortable talking to their coaches about. So um, I've definitely learned how to bridge that gap. So without breaking their confidentiality, I'd, I'd you know I'd, I'd have to learn how to relay certain information back to the coaches if I didn't necessarily think that they were fit to play. So yeah, I've definitely learned a lot whilst working with these guys. Great chat to uh, Lenny and also all the best to the chair girls uh, this Sunday for their final league game. Don't forget they've got a semi-final League Cup uh, semi-final against Ascot to come as well. Uh, all the best to the reserves and the under-18s as well. Still to come on the Wicked Wanderer show, we'll hear from manager Matt Bloomfield. Doesn't feel strange saying that at all. And also a number of the first-team players, including someone who was the manager of the club for a very short time. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Still to come on the final part of the Wickham Wanderer show, uh, some uh, great chats from the training ground, where uh, this afternoon it was windier than I realised when we were there. Uh, Luke was with us as well, and uh, he returns now with the popular notice board section of the show. Is it popular? <laughs> it's popular with us. <laughs> oh, fair enough. No, we like true. it. Uh, where would you like to start? Would you like to start Family Day or Good News from the Foundation? Let's go with Good News from the Foundation. Uh, well, I am uh, very happy to announce, I suppose, on this show uh, that the Wicker Wanderers Foundation uh, have confirmed that the Wicker Wanderers Warm Hub will be continuing uh, throughout March. Uh, good evening if you're listening to us there. Uh, you probably just finished your food for tonight. I hope it was good. Uh, it was great to be there, um, what, about a month, two months ago? When was it? Was it before Christmas or after Christmas we were there? No, it was only last month. Really? Yeah, it feels like it was ages ago. But, but it was good fun. Well, probably good. exactly a month ago. Oh, well, there you go. It was good, and it was nice to see so many people getting involved, um, and so many nice stories coming out of it as well, uh, like people that hadn't seen each other for years, and that they saw them, and just making new friends as well. Absolutely. And the food was great as well. And it was warm. And it was warm, which is what you would kind of expect from a warm hub. Absolutely. So really good news that that's continuing. Yeah, and that's uh, going to continue running uh, every Tuesday and Thursday from 5pm until uh, 8pm in March 2023. So oh, excellent. There's good news. If you want to find out more details um, and get involved, wickhamwanderersfoundation.co.uk or call the club. Tell us more about the family uh, element to this week's uh, Wickham Wanderers game. Uh, well, this uh, returning after the success in October uh, is the Wickham Wanderers Family Fun Day, uh, which uh, is happening this Saturday. Which is good. Uh, it's also Matt Bloomfield's return to Adams Park as manager. Yes, there's a double header now. Um, but it's um, it's all the normal activities that you get on a Saturday, just sort of times ten. Uh, so there's going to be some radio station called Wickham Sound there. Oh, excellent! Uh, they'll be doing some live music from uh, from twelve. Uh, that's when the bars and Chairboys Village uh, Fan Zone open as well. Did you say live music? Uh, live music. Yeah, I'm going to be singing. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that's uh, food available from the Hellfire Barbecue and other food trucks are available as well. Um, you can also meet the players as they arrive as well. Uh, there's going to be a designated area that, now uh, where you can get autographs and photos with non-playing players or arrive from 12 and you can catch photos and autographs outside the players and officials entrance that's worth getting there early uh, and you can see uh, and hear us rate Exeter's coach which is now something that we do uh <laughs> Why not? Uh, Do you mean vehicle or actual coach? No, they actually... Well, no, because the press uh, bit... Normally, not the press, the... um what are the kit coach sort of or van turns oh, up before okay. we're on air so but we'll, we'll rate their coach is what we do now um, the entertainment in the car park uh, although kicks off at one uh, with face painting music football games giveaway and competitions all taking place uh, Wickham Swan are going to be there Ignite are going to be there uh, I believe Monster Shop are going to be there as well um, and then of course the uh, game kicks off at three o'clock it sounds like real fun for all the family it is and it's, it's sponsored by Bucks New Uni as well a great I day out. Should point out. Yeah, great day out. Although I will mention on this press release saying what's going to be there, we're not on it. Just, just saying. Oh, okay. I feel like we've been missed out. Oh. Or we're just, we're just part of the furniture now. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Just, it's taken as red. Yeah, exactly. Or, or Sky and Navy. Yeah. 
Thank you. Oh, brilliant. Sounds that, very good. That ends the notice board section. Thank you very much for the notice board section. Uh, as mentioned, we were at the training ground this afternoon. Yes, that was good fun. So nice to see so many of the sponsors um, talking with their players, but not just necessarily their players, everyone else that was there as well. It was a, it was a great thing to be at this morning. We spoke to uh, Lisa Bowker, who is uh, well known to uh, many a supporter uh, for her role as the, uh, on the trust board, uh, but also uh, as a sponsor of the previous manager. Yes, Gareth Ainsworth, and now Matt Bloomfield. It's nice to see everybody and supporting the, the team and sponsorship and everything, um, especially as a new era of the Mr Bloomfield era, Mr Wickham. No, it's very exciting. As someone who you've, you've had a transfer yourself, haven't you, with have. your sponsorship? Um, for eight years I sponsored Gareth, and um, then when we found out everything was uh, switching over, I made the commercial, so don't please transfer my sponsorship from Gareth to Mr Bloomfield and of course it's all gone through so I'm now the proud away shirt sponsor for Matt Bloomfield. So what's it like as a sponsor? I guess you feel a lot closer to the person you're sponsoring. Yeah, I mean um, we have the dinner in uh, a few weeks time where we all sit at the table and we have a chat and um, of course you get the photos and uh, so yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good thing to do because you do get to know obviously for me it's managers but um, players and as like but no, it's a, it's a really good experience it's well worth the money and experience. An extra special as well, because as you say, you do have that link, and I guess you're going to keep an eye out for them a lot more. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, um, but I mean, everybody knows Matt, knows what a good guy he is. So, uh, yeah, if I can pin him down at some point, I'll have a photo with him. But of course, he's busy with everybody else. So, um, hopefully, it won't be too much longer because I've got to come back for a trust board meeting later. So. I'm really great, obviously, that he's uh, taken over, and uh, hopefully, he'll do really well as well. He will. I think um, we had a bit of a blip on Saturday, which it was always going to happen because of the transition. But the players are happy, the fans are happy, Matt's happy. And if you've got happy people, it produces results. So I think um, the best scenario, because nobody wanted Gareth to leave, let's face it. But with Matt coming in, seamless, everybody's happy and uh, on we go. Especially as Gareth's sponsor, you must have been especially disappointed. Um, This time, because in the past, obviously he's been connected so many times. And on the Sunday, I sort of like said to my son, I said, um, he's going to go this time. I just had that feeling. And I had a phone call on the Monday from someone I know at QPR, said he's coming to us. I went, yeah, I I knew he was going to do it. But no, good luck to him. He's got a job on his hands, but if anybody can do it, he can. And great to have that association with him, as you say, over eight years as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, but a new era here and looking forward to the new challenge and the new era. I'm really pleased to report that uh, Lisa did pin Matt down and uh, have a photo taken with him. Uh, just to mention as well, the, the, the wind level. Uh, yeah, it's going to get stronger throughout <laughs> and then it will stop, weirdly, for Matt Bloomfield. Like, we were indoors. <laughs> Strange that, isn't it? But Lisa's great. You know, she's one of these people that a lot of fans will know as, as helping out. You know, I've turned up to um, Adams Park and Lisa's been there mowing the lawn and, and painting things. So, you know, I should say painting properly not just decided to paint yeah. stuff randomly so she's great along with all the other she's painting um, faces apparently on, uh, she is this week Saturday. yeah it's get your good. face painted by lisa exactly so talking of the wind are we well are we spo- it's the wind <laughs> we spoke to josh uh, scoen as well who was uh, very pleased to chat to us but um, as mentioned that it just uh, did sound like we've taken him away from the training <laughs> ground <laughs> like up, we've taken him somewhere else up a mountain <laughs> but but uh, yes uh, brilliant to catch up with him as well yeah it's always a nice atmosphere you get the sponsors in um Obviously, they're, they're fans as well. So um, yeah, it's nice to get in, get their side, point of view from things. Must be a really nice relationship as well with with supporters. Yeah, like I say, it brings you closer to the fans, you know, and they're, they're the ones cheering your name on the, on the, on the weekends and that. So yeah, it's nice to get to know them on a more personal level. A really good timing just ahead of the, the family day on Saturday. 
Yeah, you know, family day. Obviously, I've got kids and that, so they'll be there. And family day again is a good, good way to get the younger, younger, the younger generation into come watch and see what we can do. Really nice time for for Bill to come and see you as well, especially at home with the new manager coming in and in such good form at the moment. Yeah, you know, yeah, we are in good form. Obviously, Saturday was a bit of a blip, but you know, it's how we react now. And I think after a good week training, we're in a good place and we're, I'm ready to start another run. And as players, do you think, oh yeah, we're just outside the playoffs at the moment, so we've got to keep us going? Yeah, for, well, for me, it's just that we take game by game, you know, and then we'll see where we are at the end of the season. But I, I know the squad we got, and we're, we're more than capable to keep winning games and, and, and to um, hopefully get, get a place in the playoffs. And this week, has it been really nice to be training with, with Matt for the first time for a full week? Yeah, no, it's been a good week. You know, Gaffer's brought in some ideas of his own, and um, yeah, like I say, it's been a good week's training. The boys are looking sharp, and we're confident going into the weekend. And pleased with your own your own game at the moment as well. Yeah, yeah I feel good. Body feels good. You know, mentally, I'm, I feel confident, and um, yeah, I'm in a good place. Great chat to uh, Josh Scoen. Uh, brilliant to feature him on the show. Was have that you on a beach or something? Have you added wind effects no, to that? I'm sure it wasn't that windy. Other was it a helicopter going past or something? I don't know. It's not far from the airfield, is it? No. So perhaps it was that. Uh, but shortly afterwards, you'll be pleased to know that uh, Luke corrected a wind break, and uh, <laughs> so, so many of our other chats weren't quite so so wind swept. We caught up with Nick Freeman. I say caught up. At one point, he ran. He did. I think he, I, there was a lot of, you know, it was around the food time. So, but we got him back. But we teamed up and yeah. uh, and, and cornered him, and uh, brilliant to catch up with him as well. My sponsors are lovely as well. They've looked after me for six and a half years since I've been here, so it's always nice to catch up with them and obviously give my thanks for their support. The fans here are amazing. They're just like a family to us. It's a family club. Uh, they're always supportive, win, lose, or indifferent. Um, so yeah, they're all brilliant. It's nice to catch up with them. And such a two-way thing as well for as I say, supporters to meet you, but also for you to sort of give a bit back as well. Yeah, of course, it's, it's nice. It's not like I said, they're they're chatty, they're friendly, and like we are, we're all a good bunch in the changing room as well. So we're always friendly and like to integrate with the fans. And really nice for them to be able to sort of chat to you as well about how things are going currently. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they always like to know what's going on and give us encouragement, whether we've had a bad result or a good result. Um, and it's just nice to get that kind of perspective on it also. How have things been in the, in the first week of the new manager? Yes, yeah, it's, it's different. Going from playing with him to him managing us now, going from calling Blooms to Gaffer, but we're getting used to it, and it's nice to have him back here. And uh, it, yeah, for, like for him, it's, it's home, isn't it? So it's nice to have him here. Has that really helped? Because obviously, he coached here as well and previously played, as you say. Yeah, of course. I think if there was a perfect replacement, it would have been him. And he's kind of his transition from playing to, to managing has just been a swift transition and we can see the qualities he's got as a as a manager and a coach and yeah it's good to see and yeah, we're happy for him and has it not been too unsettling for the for the players with the, the last sort of week or so no 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 it's been obviously it was uh, a big shock at first with um, uh, Gareth leaving um, but also it was uh, a nice feeling to see uh, Matt Bloomfield and current gaffer walking through the door so yeah it was a it, yeah, it was a good it was a it's a weird feeling and a good feeling and how's the first week of sort of full preparations with him been? Yeah, it's been good. We've had a lot of time out on the grass and um, we've had our preparations for Exeter. Uh, see now he works as well and his um, coaching staff, which is a bit different and uh, enjoyable as well. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a good full week and we're, I think we're ready for Saturday. And do you feel this sort of extra motivation, if you like, after that, that excellent run came to an end on Saturday? Yeah, of course. Obviously, all good runs come to an end and it came to, obviously, a hard ground to play at and a good team to play against. But our motivation to get back to where we want to be and that's winning football games another real challenge on, on Saturday of course as well 
yeah, of course, Exeter are a good team. They're newly promoted, but they've ha- more than handled themselves the League One, um, so it'll be a big test. We went there early in the season, uh, didn't get the results, so we'll be looking to get the results this, week- this weekend. A great time at the home game as well, with, with fans being able to obviously welcome the new manager, but also a family day as well. Yeah, family day, perfect day. First home game for the new manager and uh, family day as well, so we'll have everyone there. It'll be a good turnout, and it'll hopefully be a good day for everyone. I'm pleased with your own game as well currently? Yeah, of course. I'm enjoying myself, just getting better each day and uh, just working hard really. That's all I can do. Really enjoyable chat with uh, Nick Freeman. Unfortunately, the windbreak blew away during the uh, towards the end of that. Your, your windbreak securing Sorry, I'll try harder next didn't time. go very well. Uh, current captain and uh, brief manager uh, Joe Jacobson spoke to us as well. Where it's still quite windy at this point. Yeah, it's great to kind of sometimes put faces to to people that that sponsor the boys. Luckily, I've I've had the same ones for a number of years now, so they almost become friends to you and you have a chat. Not necessarily about football but just about life because you get to know know a lot about them so that's always nice nice to see them it's nice for them as well to get an opportunity to come and watch training um, especially with the new manager here and the new setup what's going on so um, yeah the, these days are great and, and for players it's it's nice to kind of see the people who kind of keep the club running because they're the they're the guys that the club need to you know survive on really which is which is amazing and you know, to see so many of them here. Luckily, it's a nice day. It's a bit cold, but uh, the sun's out, and yeah, hopefully they've, they've all had a great day. Very nice for your sponsor as well to catch up with you, both as a player, as a captain, and more recently, as a, briefly as a manager as well. <laughs> yeah, that's been the question everyone's kind of asked me today: was how was it, and <laughs> why did you get sacked so soon after um, after taking charge? But yeah, it's just another thing that uh, the last kind of week has, has thrown up for me. So um, yeah, it was great while it lasted, but um, I'm happier running around on the grass rather than standing on the side watching it that's for sure I'm sure those, those three quarters of an hour you didn't experience too much pressure as a manager or? no no not well not at all I didn't even get to get my name on the door let alone anything else um, but look it's, it was something that I discussed with Rob Kuig I think the day before we, we started discussing it and yeah it was a great you know honour for me that he he wanted me to do it in, in the meantime and and if the new gaffer hadn't have come in time for whatever reason, then I'd love to have, have tried to take the team for one game at least. But um, I'm glad we've got someone a lot more qualified than me to come in and, and take us last weekend. So the right man's in, in, in power, that's for sure. And I think as fans, it seems like such a smooth transition as well. Is that something as players that you've, you've experienced as well? Yeah, definitely. You know, we all know Matt Bloomfield and, and he knows the majority of us as well. So it wasn't like a new manager's coming in and, and has to learn about the players and their strengths and weaknesses and, and players have to learn how the manager wants us to, to be as well so he knows he can trust us in the building and, and we can kind of police ourselves he hasn't had to come in and, and normally when a manager leaves another one comes in and, and wants to stamp their authority quite quickly but with um, with Matt Bloomfield you've got someone who, who trusts us and, and we trust him so that part of it is it's been quite seamless really and it's quite nice that there hasn't been a big kind of shift in, in what we're doing. It's kind of, you know, just little tweaks here and there, but um, everyone's enjoying it so far. And it feels like such an exciting part of the season as well, just to be just outside the playoffs and, and things going so well generally. Yeah, look, we, we had not a great result on the weekend, but the previous kind of two months since the turn of the year, we've been doing, oh, probably before Christmas, we've been doing really well and put a great kind of run of uh, form together. So I remember the old gaffer speaking early on in the season said, once we get everyone back fit, then... You know we're going to be a, a problem in this division, and you know I think it's shown that the last 
last couple of months where we've got you know some big players back fit and, and the results are following so the last 10, 10 12 games whatever it is is, is going to be exciting and, and we want to be in the playoffs and I guess extra motivation on Saturday because you've had that defeat it's got to really bounce back yeah especially at home it's the family day so there's hopefully going to be a big crowd there um, you know we want to put on performances and get results when, when these occasions happen because we want more fans to turn up and, and you know these are great ways to do it so you know we've got that we've got the motivation of, of wanting a, a home win for our new manager back at his home as it were and um, yeah it's going to hopefully be a great occasion Wickham Wanderers captain Joe Jacobson if you've just tuned in it does sound like we've taken some Wickham players to the beach <laughs> I was just doing some windsurfing in the background <laughs> everyone had a great time though uh, a week on from the appointment of uh, Matt Bloomfield and of course uh, his first game in charge at Shrewsbury got to chat to him uh, afterwards as well not windy inside he'll be pleased to know a bit about uh, how what he saw at Shrewsbury, whether that affected uh, the uh, sort of um, uh, priorities, if you like, of the week's training. Of course it has what you see in front of your own eyes. The evidence that the performances present um, has to affect what you're doing. We've had some clear thoughts of what, how we wanted to go about this week and I think to a point we feel like that's gone gone pretty well. Um, so obviously I, I know all about the team that we've got here, obviously re-establishing ourselves in the building for myself and Lee and, and you for, for Richard. So we've had a good week working on the grass and we've really enjoyed being back, back around it and, and we're looking forward to hopefully putting those plans in place for Saturday. Has there been anything in particular that you've been focusing on? There's a couple of bits. Um, there's a couple of bits of I don't want to go into too in depth in, in, in terms of what we've been we trying to do, um, but I think it's about maybe just um, retaining what makes us us. We want to make sure that we retain our identity and retain our principles of play. But it's really important for the for the players to hear it from mine and Richard's voice as well as the the management team that was here previous. So we're not trying to come in here and revolutionise anything. We want to we want to continue the same message that we've always been doing. But obviously we're we're different people to the last management team. We've got different personalities and different slight insights on football. So um, we have to be authentic to ourselves, but we want to retain what makes us special as a football club. And overall, does it feel like the team's in a good place? Yeah, most certainly so. You know, we have a really good run of results before we came in the building. Um, I've watched all those games back and I've watched, you know, obviously the game back from Saturday. I feel like the boys are in a good place. You know, the noise around the training ground, the the level of um, interaction with the players over this week and since we've been back in the building has been has been great. I feel like the boys are in a good space um, psychologically and mentally. I think that their football's in a good spot, so we want to make sure we attack the game on Saturday. A really nice for you to have seen some of the youngsters on Tuesday night as well. Yeah, most certainly so. You know, I think um, you know, I think probably some of the younger players have obviously their development is going to be at a faster rate than the first team players who are established senior players who whose uh, performances are going to peak and trough but you know a lot of their improvement has been done over their, their previous years whereas the younger lads um, it was nice to watch some of those in action you know five months has been quite a big chunk of their career um, especially the season where they've been with us so uh, it was nice to watch them on Tuesday I thought there were some good performances in there um, and it's nice to get some more information on those players are really important to sort of continue that for, for Saturday. Obviously, a, a welcome, a welcome home for you, and, and also a great opportunity to, to bounce back as well. Yeah, I think um, yeah, it's been lovely. Um, all the messages I've received and all the um, nice messages ahead of Saturday, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm really really looking forward to it. Uh, but I'm also solely focused on on the result and the performance. That has to be my only my only focus has to be on on the team and the squad and the performance. But obviously, at the same time, I'm I'm really looking forward to my family being there to witness um, Saturday afternoon. Oh, really nice. That's a family day as well. Yeah, exactly. Of course, I think it's. Um, I think uh, it's really important. The, the one feeling I've had coming back into this club is just how special it is. You know, I, I don't think I ever took it for granted, but um, I certainly didn't. But but coming back and seeing so many familiar faces and you know the level of 
reception that I've got has just been um, really, really touching. So, yeah, it's a really fa- real family-orientated football club, and, and uh, I'm glad we we live and um, our values by that. And nice to be here this afternoon for the, the sponsors event. Obviously, you've been to a few of those before, and we spoke to Lisa, who's been in a, a out of transfer window uh, sponsorship change herself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's uh, she's had a transfer window, uh, out of transfer window sponsorship change. So it's lovely to see Lisa. Obviously, she's been given the club, you know, support for so many years, and. Um, so many of the other sponsors who I could name um, because I know them that personally that um, the support they've given us through good times and bad they're still there um, come rain or shine cheering on this football club and that's one of the reasons why um, it was impossible to say no to coming back you know it's it's a really special football club it might just sound like words but I'm sure everyone understands that I mean a lot more than just words when I say it and you've been here for the first full week does it feel you've obviously settled in really well yeah, it feels like a yeah. I think the the moment I walked through those doors, the five months away just evaporated in the in the clicky fingers. It was literally just evaporated in the front of my eyes, and I was walking back into a training ground where I've spent nearly 19 years the first time around. And um, to be back in the middle in this week's been really special. I love this training ground. I spent so many hours in this training ground, so many days, weeks, months, years, um, and it's nice to be back. But like I say, I've got a different job in my hands now, and I I certainly understand that. Um, there's no underappreciating that fact. I certainly know that I've got a big job in my hands, and I'm I'm uh, I'm really energised to make sure I keep doing the best I possibly can. And we spoke to you last week about the importance of that, that having that breakaway. Is that something that you felt as well? Yeah, most certainly so. I think it has been invaluable, <clears throat> really, really invaluable. You know, Colchester. I'm, I'm really fortunate that I was given an opportunity there, and I'm really thankful for that. There's some really good people there as a football club, and the, the you know the experience I gained over those ne- nearly five months, I think, was was huge in terms of my development and my personal learning. So. I definitely feel like I'm in a better place coming back uh, in this position than I would have been if I'd have just um, walked into it without going away. And I certainly don't think that without that experience, I'd been given this opportunity. So I'm more than thankful for that. I definitely feel like I'm a different, slightly different uh, terms of my, my professional outlook. Um, and I've learned a lot during that time. And I hope to put that into play uh, by coming home. A real benefit that you do have that relationship with the, the players and also the supporters as well. Yeah, most certainly so. Um, yeah, most certainly so. I mean, it's it's been a special relationship with the supporters over you know so many years, and you know, as a group of players in the change room that I've not only played alongside for many years, but also had a brief sort of spell coaching them as well. So we've seen things from different angles. Um, I think the the relationship is built on on respect and trust first and foremost, two most important things, and you know that professional respect goes is reciprocal, but you know we are in a different um, relationship now. You know now, manager and not their teammate or their coach, uh, and things will look and feel slightly different from time to time. But I have no qualms about that. The players have no qualms about that, and we'll make sure that we do the best we possibly can. I'm sure you want the focus to be on the team on Saturday, but it must be a really nice feeling to bearing in mind your celebration game as well a few months ago to be coming out Adams Park on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm really thankful for for the opportunity to manage this football club at home at Adams Park on Saturday. Obviously, I've dreamt dreamt about this moment for for many years. I've always had it as a dream of mine that I want to manage this football club, and for that to come to fruition is is really really special um but at the same time i'm not here for sentiment and, and feelings i'm here to win football matches and um that's pretty much all i care about real pleasure to chat to uh, matt boomfield the new wickham wanderers manager of course speaking to us here on wickham sound on the wickham wanderers show ahead of his first home game in charge as wickham wanderers manager against exeter city on saturday kickoff is at three o'clock